آپ نے مجھے لنک کر دیا ضیاء الحق کے ساتھ آئیڈینٹی بینگ فورس اسٹرانگ سم ون آئی واز ناٹ اگینسٹ جنرل مشرف آئی ایمپتھائز وتھ ہیم فائنلی اینڈ تماشا ایٹ لال مسجد سم ون ان این انٹیلیجنس ایجنسی میں ہیو بین لسننگ اینڈ دسزاد غیاس از اے ویری مسچیوس مین ہی از آسکنگ میڈیا کا بڑا اس کا حصہ امریکہ کی شناخت امریکہ کا کلیمڈ کردار اس کی خوبیاں اور ٹو بی فیئر ٹو دیم ان کی خامیاں خامیوں کو بھی وہ پورٹری کرتے ہیں تو امریکن کیریکٹر امریکن پرسونا کہ امریکہ کیا ہے یہ تو ایک بہت بھاری وزنی حصہ ہے ان کے ابلاغ عامہ کا اور یہ شاید نہ معلوم ہو لیکن بغیر امریکہ کی حکومت ریاست ان کی افواج بالخصوص ان کی افواج اس کی افواج کے تعاون کے بغیر ناممکن ہے کہ امریکہ کا ہالی ووڈ اپنی ٹیلی ویژن سیریلز بنائے اور سنیماز میں ایکسپورٹ کرے اپنے فلم تو بہت گہرا تعلق ہے امریکنزم کا اور جو ایکسپورٹ کرتے ہیں اور انڈیا کا بھی یہی حال ہے انڈیا کی کئی فلموں میں ایک بڑی رینک شوونزم دوسروں کو چھوٹا بتانا انڈیا کو بڑھا چڑھا کر بتانا انڈیا پر فخر کرنا جو کہ ہر قوم اور ریاست کا حق ہے انڈیا کبھی اس سے کھچکچاہٹ نہیں کرتا تو اس میں پاکستان اگر پاکستان سے پاکستانیت کی بات کی جائے ایک اور بھاری وجہ یہ ہے کہ پاکستان ایک لفظ کے طور پر بھی ایک بہت نیا لفظ ہے دیکھیے انڈیا کا لفظ ایک علاقے کے اعتبار سے کئی صدیوں سے انڈیا کہا جاتا ہے بھارت کہا جاتا ہے انڈیا کا امریکہ جب سے امریگو دی ویسپوچی 
को ये क्रेडिट दिया गया कि वो कोलंबस के अलावा वो था शख्स जिसने जाकर कोस्ट लाइन को डीमार्केट किया था और किसी नक्शे बनाने वाले ने यूरोप में वो जब नक्शा छापा तो उसने उसका नाम दे दिया अमेरिका तो अमेरिका का लफ्ज 500-600 साल से सबको पता है पाकिस्तान का लफ्ज एक नन्ना मुन्ना लफ्ज है इसका एजाद हुआ 1933 में 100 साल से कम इसकी उम्र है और मुल्क बने हुए तो सिर्फ 75 साल भी पूरे नहीं हुए लिहाजा पाकिस्तानियत को फरोग करना उसको मकबूल करना उसके नाम को फैलाना एक तरफ जरूरी और दूसरी तरफ पाकिस्तान के नाम को एक बड़े मनफी तौर पर जराए बलाग में देखा जाता है कुछ हमारी अपनी गलतियों की वजह से अपनी गलत हरकतों की वजह से लेकिन बड़ी हद तक मीडिया की नोयत यह है कि वो बुरी खबर पे ज्यादा तोज्जो देते हैं और बुरी खबर ज्यादा सनसनी खेत समझी जाती है और हमने कोशिश ज्यादा नहीं की कि हमारी जो तकनीकी सलाहियतें हैं अलावा क्रिकेट फील्ड के कभी कभी हमने बड़े अच्छे मौसीकार बड़े शायर बहुत अदब के बड़े बेहतरीन शख्सियात हमने पैदा जरूर किए लेकिन हमने वो उसमें सरमाया नहीं लगाया उनको प्रोजेक्ट करने के पाकिस्तान में सिर्फ दहशत गर्दी या इंतहा पसंदी नहीं बल्कि पाकिस्तान में कई मुस्बित पहलू हैं पाकिस्तानी शख्सियत के तो इसीलिए पाकिस्तानियत के तस्वुर को सामने रखते हुए मैंने अपनी किताब में कोशिश की है कि तीस हमारे जो मुस्बित पहलू हैं थर्टी पॉजिटिव एस्पेक्ट्स ऑफ पाकिस्तानी एवरेज पाकिस्तानी एंड इलेवन नेगेटिव एलिमेंट हमने ये नहीं कहा है पाकिस्तानियत में सब आप जैसे गयास साहब जैसे फरिश्ते मौजूद हैं पाकिस्तान में पाकिस्तान में हम जैसे बुरे लोग भी रहते हैं या कुछ हमारी आदतें बुरी हैं इंतहा पसंदी है बाज लोगों में आ? और कुछ बद अखलाकी है पब्लिक प्लेसेस में हम मिसबिहेव करते हैं कचरा फेंकने का हमें बहुत शौक है बच्चे पैदा करने का बहुत शौक है बगैर इसको देखे के बच्चों को तालीम और सेहत सो वगैरह वगैरह तो पाकिस्तानियत एक मुजस्मा है हकीकतों का शिनाख्त है सर आई थिंक मैं शायद समझाने में मैंने थोड़ी गलती कर दी मेरा मकसद यही था कि अमेरिका जो अमेरिकनिज्म एक्सपोर्ट करता है वो मूवियाँ बना के ड्रामे बना के करता है या इंडिया बॉलीवुड बना के करता है अगर इरफान जी ने जो व्लॉग्स बना रहे हैं नुसरत फतेह अली खान कवाली गा रहे हैं दीज आर ब्रिलियंट एक्सपोर्ट्स विच वी शुड प्रोजेक्ट बट वी स्टिल हैव दिस इंसेसेंट नीड ऑफ क्रिएटिंग अ बॉक्स एंड आपकी किताब में भी आप तो पूरे पाकिस्तान में ट्रैवल कर चुके हैं आपके ऑब्जर्वेशन हैं आपको मुझसे कई ज्यादा पता होगा बट हम जब ये बॉक्स बना देते हैं दैट दिस इज व्हाट इट मींस टू बी पाकिस्तान यूजुअली व्हाट इज इन दैट बॉक्स इज नॉट डिफाइंड हाउ दैट इज डिफाइंड इज इन एन एक्सक्लूजनरी वे हु इज आउटसाइड दिस बॉक्स कि दिस इज एंटी पाकिस्तान ये पाकिस्तान के कल्चर के खिलाफ है दैट्स यूजली हाउ इट इज यूज इन पॉपुलर डिस्कोर्स एंड इट्स यूज टू लेबल पीपल एंड लेबल सर्टन कल्चर और सर्टन आइडियाज as being anti pakistan as opposed to using it as a way of making things pro pakistan but those that must be done by some people uh, it's certainly not done by me because aap to is waqt galti se mujhe mujhe daawat di hai na aapne mujhe aapne apne aap ko zehmat di hai mujhse baat karne ki 
तो आप इस पर इतमान रखें कि मैं किसी को एक्सक्लूड नहीं करता अपने पाकिस्तानियत के तस्वुर में अगर दूसरे करें तो वो उनकी खुशी है या उनकी बदकिस्मती है और ये एक्सक्लूड करने वाली बात मेरे दोस्त रियाज साहब जरा याद रखें अमेरिका ने तो इसको ब्रांड बनाया हुआ है अमेरिकन एक्सेप्शनलिज्म वो अंग्रेजी में कहते हैं एक्सेप्शनलिज्म हाय 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 अमेरिका इतना जबरदस्त मुल्क है कि कोई और मुल्क उसके मुकाबले नहीं हो सकता तो वो है असल एक्सक्लूसिविज्म वो कहते हैं कि जी हम ही हैं क्योंकि हमारे पास एटलांटिक ओशन भी है पैसिफिक ओशन भी है और हम तो एक अपने तीस मार खान है कोई हमारे करीब नहीं आ सकता जिसमानी तौर पर और बड़ी हद तक दुरुस्त है बहुत ही तफरीकी और इन्वेंटिव और एडवेंचरस सोसाइटी है अमेरिका की उसकी कई खूबियां हैं लेकिन कई खामियां भी हैं तो एक्सक्लूसिव होना ये तो हर कौम की ये एक बुनियादी नागुजीर जरूरत है ना एवरी लाइक अमन आइडेंटिटी यू एज एजाज रियाज साहब डज नॉट वॉन्ट टू बी मिस्टेकन फॉर मोहब्बत खान इवन दो लफ्ज मोहब्बत आप जरूर करते होंगे मोहब्बत किसी ना किसी से लेकिन यू आर यू 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 डोंट वॉन्ट टू बी मिस्टेकन फॉर सो हम हम रह रहे हैं कैसे दौर में दुनिया की तारीख में जहां कबायल से खानदानों से बादशाहतों से फॉर द मोस्ट पार्ट बादशाहों बादशाहतों से आगे बढ़कर हम कौमी रियासतें बन गए एक दो सौ तीन सौ साल के बाद हो सकता है कौमी रियासतों की जगह कोई और तंजीमी यूनिट पैदा हो हा? सारे दुनिया के डॉक्टर्स मिलकर कहें जी हम एक अपने कौमी रियासत बनाएंगे जिसके शहरी सिर्फ मेडिकल डॉक्टर्स होंगे या आईटी स्पेशलिस्ट होंगे वी डोंट नो व्हाट द फ्यूचर विल ब्रिंग एट दिस स्टेज इन ह्यूमन हिस्ट्री नेशन स्टेट्स आर द बेसिस ऑन विच ह्यूमन बीइंग्स हैव डिसाइडेड टू लिव टुगेदर तो ये नागुजीर है इट इज अनअवॉइडेबल दैट यू असर्ट योर आइडेंटिटी बट डू इट इन अ वे दैट आल्सो रिस्पेक्ट्स अदर पीपल तो हमारी जो किताब है पाकिस्तानियत क्या है इसमें मैंने इस बात पे जोर दिया है कि आप ये ना समझें कि जी दूसरे कौम हमसे कम है हम क्योंकि मुसलमान हैं 97 परसेंट मैं तो इस हद तक जाकर मैंने कहा है असल ओरिजिनल पाकिस्तानीज द फर्स्ट पाकिस्तानीज आर हिंदू पाकिस्तानी बुद्धिस्ट पाकिस्तानी जैन पाकिस्तानीज इवन क्रिश्चियन पाकिस्तानीज क्योंकि इनके दीन इनके मजाहब इनकी जमीन पहले से मौजूद थी इसके कबल कि हम मुसलमान यहां आकर बसे या दूसरों को बनाया मुसलमान तो मेरा जो तस्वुर है पाकिस्तानियत के बारे में वो एक इंक्लूसिव है एक्सक्लूसिव नहीं है एक्सक्लूसिव से उस हद तक है कि मैं अपने आप को डिफाइन करना चाहता हूं कि एज ए नेशनल सिटीजन आई एम प्राउड ऑफ बींग ए पाकिस्तान फिर मैं आपकी किताब का तो बिल्कुल जिक्र नहीं कर रहा था मैं एक जनरल बात कर रहा था मेरी तो मोहब्बत भी एक्सेप्शनल है जिससे मैं मोहब्बत करता हूँ वो मुझे एक्सेप्शन बना देती है तो, <laughs> तो मेरे तो अलग मसले हैं बट अमेरिकन एक्सेप्शनलिज्म इज अगेंस्ट द वर्ल्ड के हम सबसे अच्छे हैं और हम दुनिया में अच्छे हैं 
سیکرٹری بھی تھے تو یہ جو ایک ایفرٹ ہے کہ فرسٹ پاکستانی انہوں نے محمد بن قاسم کو ڈیفائن کیا کہ پاکستانیت کیا ہے اس کو ڈیفائن کرنا ایک اسٹیٹ کا پروگیٹو بنایا آپ کی بات میں نہیں کر رہا بٹ ایز اے اسٹیٹ پروگیٹو آپ ضیاء الحق کے ٹائم میں سینیٹر بھی تھے ایک اسٹیٹ کا نیریٹو بنانا کیونکہ وی ہیڈ جسٹ لاس بنگلہ دیش کہ ہم ڈیفائن کریں پاکستان کیا ہوتا ہے اینڈ سرٹن ٹائمس اٹ واز ڈیفینیٹلی ڈن ایٹ دی ایکسپینس آف ایتھنک آئیڈینٹیز اور لوکل کلچرل آئیڈینٹیز بیکاز جہاں وہ کلیش ہوتے تھے دی آئیڈیا واز یور پاکستانی فرسٹ اینڈ بلوت سیکنڈ ایون دو دوز آئیڈینٹیز نیسیسرلی آر ناٹ ان اپوزیشن ٹو ایچ ادر بٹ دا اسٹیٹ چوز ٹو ڈیفائن اٹ ایز سچ maybe yeah uh, that's a phase i let me clarify aapne mujhe link kar diya ziaul haq ke saath yaad rahe ki i was elected as an independent technocrat on a competitive basis in march 1985 where the elections were held on a non party basis i was not in politics before that i was elected on a reserved seat for technocrats but I had to go and get votes from the members of the 10th Provincial Assembly. So it was uh, uh, an election that I contested against some party-based people also, because even though officially it was a non-party-based election, parties like the Jamaat-e-Islami, some wings of the Muslim League, some wings of JUI, uh, led by Malvi Samuel Haq, and others did participate. So it was a curious hodgepodge and during my term of six years uh, there was the crash that killed Ziaul Haq but even before he left I was a part of the opposition to General Ziaul Haq. There were just about eight of us in the Senate who did not join the official parliamentary group led by Prime Minister Junaidu and my speeches are on record in the Senate where I asked for the lifting of martial law for the return of party-based elections. While I was in that uh, Senate, elected on a non-party basis, we held an, our own independent opposition group in which Fakhar Imam, Sayyid Abida Hussain, Sardar Asif Ali, others, Air Marshal Noor Khan, we were all part of this opposition to Ziaul Haq. So being a senator in Ziaul Haq's time did not mean that I endorsed Ziaul Haq's Uh, policies in toto some of those policies incidentally were very good policies which are difficult to acknowledge kyunki wo ek military dictator tha aur bahut kuch usne galat kaam kiye lekin usne senate ke role ko par zyada mausar banane ke liye he made it possible for the senate to discuss the budget and give its opinion it also made it possible the constitutional amendments that he forced through martial law made it possible for the Senate to initiate amendments to the Constitution, which had not previously been done. And he also increased the composition, the strength of the Senate, as did General Musharraf later. So, now coming to the other part of your question, whether it has been deliberately 
force forcibly imposed. Yes, some part of the state system uh, did attempt to force a uniform identity. लेकिन आपको इसके बारे में याद रखना चाहिए रियाज साहब कि पाकिस्तान की नौयत बड़ी अनोखी थी और है ऐसा मुल्क पहले कभी तारीख में नहीं बना तो विद टू विंग सेपरेटेड बाय अ थाउजेंड माइल्स नो कॉमनैलिटी ऑफ एथनिसिटी एंड लैंग्वेज यूनाइटेड बाय रिलीजन बट डिवाइडेड बाय मेनी अदर थिंग्स इंक्लूडिंग अ वेरी हॉस्टाइल नेबर हु डिड नॉट वॉन्ट बोथ विंग्स टू एग्जिस्ट सो we wanted to assert our identity from the beginning and it was a big blow was built was dealt to the unity in 1971 but the concept of muslim nationalism survived both in pakistan and in bangladesh bangladesh didn't say ke ji ab now i want to go back to my ethnic roots in west bengal or in india bangladesh is proud to be a muslim country today in the article 2a of the constitution of bangladesh says the state religion of bangladesh shall be islam and other religions will also be given respect so in pakistan's case after 71 we felt we needed to reassert our identity but i think with the 18th amendment there is now a consensus in the state whether it is civil or military Okay, the provinces have a major role to play in shaping national identity and national affairs and resources. The center is still powerful, but look at the enormous amount of authority and power that has now been given to the provinces. So uh, it, there is now an accommodative approach rather than an exclusivist approach. क्या बलोच अपने आप को मत कहें पाकिस्तानी कहें और मेरी किताब में भी आई डोंट वांट टू कीप रिटर्निंग टू माय बुक बट बोथ बुक्स पाकिस्तान यूनिक ओरिजिन यूनिक डेस्टिनी एंड व्हाट इज पाकिस्तानियत आई हैव सेड दैट देयर इज नो कॉन्ट्रडिक्शन बिटवीन बीइंग प्राउड ऑफ बीइंग अ ब्राहवी स्पीकिंग बलोच एंड बीइंग अ पाकिस्तानी दैट इज व्हाई थाउजेंड्स ऑफ बलोच आर जॉइनिंग द पाकिस्तान आर्मी एंड दे रिमेन बलोच दे डोंट चेंज देयर नेम कोई मरी है तो कोई मिनरल है कोई बिचने नौजवान आ रहे हैं तो इवेंचुअली इट टेक्स टाइम फॉर नेशनल आइडेंटिटीज टू इमर्ज आप देखें इंडिया में नॉर्थ ईस्ट के छह सात स्टेट्स में कितनी रिफ्यूजल है टू एक्सेप्ट अ मोनोलिथिक इंडियन आइडेंटिटी दे से नो वी वॉन्ट टू बी मिजोराम वी वॉन्ट टू बी असामीज वी वॉन्ट टू बी मेघालिया अदर स्टेट्स ऑफ द नॉर्थ ईस्ट दक्सलाइट्स इन इंडिया who have been fighting the indian state system for over 40 years in at one time they were in 200 out of 800 districts in india and they reject the concept of an indian identity so each nation state deals with this subject in its own context and experience and mashallah i think we have accommodated diversity as a principle fundamental principle of our पाकिस्तान की बाउंड्री यही होती वो काबुल इधर होता या पिशावर इधर होता वो ब्रिटिश बॉर्डर जहां तक आए वंस यू फॉर्म नेशन स्टेट आई थिंक राधर देन फोर्सिंग 
डाउन दी आइडिया कि एक हम हमेशा से एक अलग कॉम थे इट्स मोर अबाउट वॉट यू कैन गिव दिटीजन सो राइट नाउ वी आर टू पिच टू कश्मीर कि कश्मीर आप पाकिस्तान का हिस्सा बने हैं हम कॉमन कश्मीरियों से बात करें राधर देन सेंग कि आप तो हिस्टोरिकली हमारी आइडेंटिटी ये सारे मैच करते हैं आई थिंक वी शुड ऑफर समथिंग टू देम एज सिटीजन कि इफ यू ज्वाइन पाकिस्तान दिस इज द नेशन स्टेट this is what we offer to our citizens and i feel that's a much better sell for pakistan than this idea that all of us who live here have always existed in a singular identity and this forming of this country was inevitable because of that identity uh well i mean uh, there is no harm in deriving some strength and comfort from history there has been a commonality of territory and of being adjacent to each other punjabis have lived next to saraiki speaking people pashtuns have lived next to baloch it is us people like me who have migrated from madras or hyderabad deccan or from the upper you know uh, up the uttar pradesh areas into pakistan and have adopted this soil so if there is a sense of historic continuity in being part of a land which has spawned the civilizations of harappa or texela or mohenjodaro or mehargarh and from that a logic arises ke bhai if we have lived here in this territory you can't have a nation without territory you can't have identity without some sense of what land do you belong to so uh, affirming that it is not in any way meant to negate something else and i don't see why there is this constant concern about pakistan being uh, pakistaniyat or pakistani identity being forced on someone i i have yet to meet people i work in uh, on my voluntary capacity in villages and settlements and communities in all four provinces i travel widely uh, and i don't find Uh, them resenting this now they may have resented it earlier when there was a very strong say uh, dissident insurgent movement in balochistan and some of it still exists but i find there is a willingness to assert baloch identity and accept pakistani state identity so i think it is a question of contestation and uh, evolution and this process will continue it is not going to end very soon we are not an ethnic nation we are a very pluralist nation so it will take us about 2 300 years more to reach a stage where we think we are ethnically also more homogeneous like i mean that's one extreme i'm giving you an extreme of china or turkey there has been a turkish race with sub races within that turkish race for centuries there has never been a pakistani race so we are going to evolve towards that step as we intermarry and there's so many intermarriages now taking place through migration from rural to urban areas from one province to another province so it's a process of history and each nation evolves and changes according to its own dynamics it i don't think ethnic homogeneity is something to aspire towards for a final solution lag raha hai and i'm not saying ki aap ye keh rahe hain i think it's just how we define ethnicity a texan ki ethnicity ek new yorker se different hai aap shayad dono se mile 
एक जो एलबामा से है या जो एक जो डीसी से है वो अलग इंसान लगेंगे बट दोनों ही कहीं ना कहीं अमेरिकन है आई डोंट थिंक रिजेक्शन इज नेसेसरली इंसर्जेंसी मतलब अगर पीटीएम है एक या गवादर में इस वक्त थाउजेंड ऑफ पीपल आर प्रोटेस्टिंग इट डजेंट हैव टू बी इंसर्जेंसी इट कैन बी समथिंग एज सिंपल एज द लैंग्वेज I didn't call that insurgency. I didn't call the Gawadar movement any. I don't call the Gawadar movement insurgency at all. It's a very healthy sign that they can, they want to protest and they are protesting. No one is stopping them from protesting, and therefore the insurgency is something else. It is taking up arms to enforce your vision of what you want Pakistan to be, and that goes against the. norm of every state whether it is america whether it is pakistan no state accepts the use of violence uh check, check. other if other people want to use arms against the state the state has a duty to respond with it is supposed to be the only legitimate user of violence so आपने आर्म्स की बिल्कुल अच्छी बात की इट्स जस्ट लिल अनफॉर्चुनेट के दो ग्रुप जिन्होंने आर्म्स उठाए हैं और रिट ऑफ द स्टेट चैलेंज की है दोज आर एक्सेप्टेड दोगोशिएटिंग विथ whereas people who peacefully mang rahe hain apne haq un pe hum violence kar rahe hain i agree i totally i condemn that i condemn i condemn the uh, attempt to negotiate with uh, movements like the tlp and the ttp we should be staring them down we should be using the writ of the state and we can the people are far ahead of what the state does and i wish you know look at the way uh, brigadier then brigadier azam khan in 1953 when he was asked to tackle the anti khadiani agitation in lahore which had not been dealt with effectively by the local civil administration as the munir commission report reveals it says this could easily have been controlled at a local level without having to call in the army but when the army was called in azam khan took one look at it and he decided to declare martial law and he crushed that movement right there and then at least temporarily later again it emerged and the political leadership allowed it to emerge and maybe even the military leadership allowed it to grow but i'm just saying in pakistan when the state acts with firmness it shows it has demonstrated the capacity to quell uh, challenges that undermine the state itself uh, we did it in swat we did it in even in lal masjid however belated it was uh, musharraf's order to finally end the, uh, the the tamasha at lal masjid proved to be effective the state did act it should have acted long much earlier so anyway yeah i hope we even we learn yeah. i i i think it's just how we define effective yeah maybe temporarily usne solve kar diya lekin lal masjid ki jo humne price pay ki because of that military solution i think uh, obviously militaries are trained to think militarily of think of people as the enemy jab wo apni country mein employ hote hain us tarah se aur usko quash karne ki koshish karte hain long term i do feel sir uske repercussions bure hote hain that's my opinion
I know, but but there was no other way at that time. How could you tolerate and accept the use of a place of worship to threaten citizens of China who were working in various establishments there and accuse them of prostitution, kidnap them, and threaten shopkeepers? I mean, there, there was no scope for negotiation. Attempts were made to negotiate with them. But when they refused to accept reason, refused to lay down arms, the state had to act. And the military acts in any state. Why pick out Pakistan as the only example? I mean, uh, what happened in the Golden Temple in Amritsar? The Indian military acted against the Sikhs and took control of the Golden Temple. And that happened throughout Kashmir, happens in the Northeast. So everywhere, bhai, the state has a license to act when you defy the basic norms of conduct. And yes, the state itself is capable of hypocrisy and of compromising and of not uh, taking the necessary action when it should have been taken. I agree. That is also true. I थोड़ा इतना सर हायर की का फर्क है कि अगर टेक्सन में कुछ फार्मर्स कहते हैं हम आजाद हैं हम अपना मुल्क बनाएंगे नेशनल गार्ड भी आएगा मिलिट्री भी आएगी बट व्हाइट हाउस उनको भेजेगा सो द पैरामिलिट्री एंड मिलिट्री फोर्सेस आर अंडर द स्टेट हमारी फोर्सेस जरा ओवर द स्टेट हैं तो वहां पे एक मसला आ जाता है द कोर्ट्स एग्जिस्ट ऑफ कोर्स एनीथिंग दैट गोज अगेंस्ट द स्टेट आप कोर्ट लेके जाएं इवन जो मिसिंग पर्सन का इशू है अगर कोई गद्दार है कोई एजेंट है कोर्ट्स एग्जिस्ट करते हैं गायब कर देना और फिर अपनी अपनी तरफ से आपको जो जस्टिस लगता है वो देना ये गलत बात है पाकिस्तान में the idea of removing a person because he is either anti-state or he is conducting activities which have to be checked. We know that our judicial process, our legal process is interminable. It takes too long. Sometimes it is not possible to give the evidence that we know could possibly condemn or convict a person. But I am totally against the practice of removing individuals, torturing them either in police thanas or in centers that may be under the control of the military's agencies. I do not support such actions. And I think over a period of time, the military is also recognizing the fallout, the negative fallout from this is much worse than any gains that might be made by uh, getting hold of a few people to interrogate them or question them. They, of course, do not admit it. No secret agency or intelligence agency ever admits in public what it does under cover. This is a cardinal rule of all intelligence agencies across the world. The CIA didn't admit to the torture that it was inflicting in Iraq or what it has done in Afghanistan. And look at that lady who has been given 86 years in New York for attempting to attempting to shoot at a soldier. I mean, that doctor, she, she has been given 86 years. What a travesty of justice. You were talking about a country where the courts are supposed to be superior. I'm sorry, the miscarriages of justice, even in a civil-dominated political system like America, are so numerous. The miscarriages of justice, especially against black people, especially against those who are not part of the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant mainstream. So this is a 
a global human crisis of governance how do you distribute power equitably how is power used vis-a-vis uh, -vis a citizen vis-a-vis -vis dissident groups uh, so this is a continuous challenge it it embraces one party states like china and it embraces uh, multi party democracies like the united states or uh, countries even in europe and elsewhere america is an imperialist uh, state israel ko bhi wo support karta hai sabki usko barbariyat israel ki nazar aati hai but wo duniya bhar pe bomb maar de obama ne ek dafa drone strike kiya tha jisme ek american mar gaya tha they've killed yes. millions in drones but kyunki ek american yes. drone strike mein mar gaya tha that became such a big controversy in the us to jab american marta hai unka ek alag uh, reaction hota hai sir agar aap oh. itne anti ziaul rakhte hain so ye zara ek personal sawal hai how did you end up as the information minister for general musharraf then i was not against general musharraf i empathized with him when he took power and he asked me i have no regrets absolutely i joined general musharraf because at that time nawaz sharif was on the verge of declaring himself amirul mu'minin i was studying the trends that nawaz sharif was inflicting on the country that was a time when najam sethi was picked up from his home in january 1999 and taken away by civil intelligence agencies and uh, i had to appeal to the then chief of army staff general musharraf to ensure that he was not tortured or maltreated because his family reached out to me that was a time when maliha lodhi and ne shakilur rahman were being charged with sedition i remember marching in the press club procession protesting a civil government's actions against journalists so general musharraf to my mind represented the anti thesis of general ziaullah in many ways he was the opposite of what general ziaullah was he didn't attempt to impose an obscurantist vision of islam to the state we shared many values however after one year of work with him i began to disagree with his long term intention and that is why i decided to resign from his cabinet why we remain friends but even our friendship was affected kai dafa ye hota hai na ke for the sake of a friend you put up with something to doston ka dost aur doston yaaron ka yaar i said no i'm sorry you may be a good friend but i disagree with you and i disagreed in cabinet i disagreed uh, with him on a one on one so i left he wanted me to stay on and take another ministry I didn't want to accept any other ministry except I would have liked to be his boss, at least on paper as Minister of Defence. But <laughs> I would have been very uncomfortable with me as Minister of Defence. So I decided to leave. And incidentally, for the record, just as I have written as candidly as I can about my relationship with Benazir Bhutto in my book, but Prime Minister, which of course you have not read. and the second memoir is coming out next month it is about my working relationship with president farooq lagari and prime minister malik miraj khalid the finest uh, political leader i have ever worked with uh, and that is called a president a prime minister and a party and our attempt to set up the new party and the third book should hopefully come out in march or april about my relationship with general musharraf and that is called a general in particular and it will be launched in march or april
So you will get to see how I viewed working with an army general. Uh, it was very uncomfortable. I had to uh, compromise some of my basic notions. Uh, the way I used to speak against uh, uh, the fact of General Ziaul Haq retaining power as chief of army staff and being head of state. On this, I used to specifically oppose. And here I was with uh, uh, General Musharraf, who was chief executive and chief of army staff. So it was a contradiction. And it was not easy for me to accept it, but life sometimes offers you these uh, Rubik's Cube puzzles and you try to deal with them. And uh, I dealt with it because I finally resigned and then I wrote about it while he was in office. I appreciated some of the good things he did and criticized some of the wrong things that he was doing. And that's all a matter of record. I, I think, sorry, I just want to say he introduced, I'm, I'm, I'm privileged to be have been with him when we introduced some of the most radical reforms in Pakistan's history. I'll mention two of them. Number one, the decision to introduce private independent electronic media. I had the privilege of drafting that as I had done earlier for the Malik Miraj Khalid government. And incidentally, a civil political elected government of Nawaz Sharif deliberately did not implement that law. They allowed the ordinance to lapse. And they didn't want the monopoly to end. It was a military dictator who allowed independent media to finally come out, number one. Number two, the remarkable increase in the number of reserved seats for women. 33% seats in all local government bodies and 17% seats in the federal and provincial legislatures. And that has not been undone by anyone because it came as part of the local government the concept which we presented, which was also very radical, placing all government departments under an elected Nazim at the district level. And unfortunately, the People's Party government that succeeded him in 2008 undid that progressively, and it has not been restored. But those were very visionary reforms that were introduced in the first one year. But I think just the idea that a man will do something good in his benevolence is conceptually wrong. That you are saying that you were afraid that Nawaz Sharif is becoming a Mormon, a man wants to become a man. So against him, we have supported him again. Musharraf has done two things wrong. He has done two things wrong. But the idea that he should exist, the idea that he should have the power to be in a place to do that. Why don't we support yeah. systems in this country which ensure that the systems progressively move towards yeah. uh, a progressive Pakistan but, rather than him having the switch? You talked channels. Then when he was against them, he switched off one day. When did he stop? When did he stop? One minute. One minute. He did it for three weeks. He did it for Yes, he had the power to do it, but don't disregard the fact that from the 1st March 2002 to 2008-2007, except for those three weeks of a very major blunder he committed by imposing the emergency in November 2007 and withdrawing it three weeks later, there was no restriction on freedom of speech in media. There was no restriction. 
I mean, there are more restrictions in civil phases than there are there by the use of advertising. Look how advertising has been used to corrupt media between 2008 and today. The figures have come out what happened during Nawaz Sharif's time. Now, I am not saying, uh, you, you know, unfortunately, you misinterpreted. I have not said that we should legitimize uh, a, a military takeover. The fact is that the military exists. The fact is that something happened in October 1999, which should not have happened. Musharraf and generals decided to come into power. Yes, it should not have happened, but the systems in our country were so vulnerable to majoritarian control, which is the other facet of democracy. Democracy has come to be interpreted as the will of the majority. Nawaz Sharif had the majority, therefore he had the right to make this law and undo that law. I'm sorry, I beg to disagree. I go back to what I think Albert Camus said so well. Democracy is not about the rule of the majority. Democracy is about protecting the rights of the minority. The minority, not in a religious sense, the political minority. And when I say there was a fear of him becoming Amirul Mominin, that was the fear of using a majority to steamroll his will through parliament. And that is a danger facing India. It is happening in India very recently since BJP took over. It happens in most democracies. So yes, we need to resist individual ambition or military ambition. The military should never again be part of the political process overtly or covertly. And I think they are realizing that and it is very awkward to have a government, for example, currently constantly accused of uh, uh, Kamal, I'm on a... I'm Check. I think so you're getting a phone call. Sorry. Uh, Jesus. Sorry. We, there was a there was an interruption in the middle. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, absolutely, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Can you not Hello? hear me? I I can. I hear can't you. hear you. I can Sorry. hear you completely fine. I... Check, 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 no, check. I can't hear you. Sir, I'm mind to not get my awkward questions. I think these conversations need to Definitely. happen. Actually, I'm a Okay, not at all, young man. I mean, I'm younger than you, but I mean, I'm quite used to facing awkward questions. I've what? been information. I've been information minister in a military-led government, so you can't be more awkwardly faced than that. In case it's only coming from a place of love and respect. Very kind of you. I'm deeply touched and I'm absolutely willing to uh, answer any question that you have, except personal questions. <laughs> so uh, the, I think one should turn the tables and subject you to some questioning at some point, you know. I, there should be an opportunity where all the very innocent characters you have been interrogating <laughs> should be allowed to put you into the chair. <laughs> I think uh, obviously it's much easier for me to sit here and say things I think given that opportunity, uh, when you're right. faced with two bad choices, <laughs> yes, it's easy for me to say it historically. All he had was bad choices. And I see uh, things he did, why he did it. Uh, so, it's easy to sit here and talk. But more than 
what you did in 2003, I think these conversations are important of for today or what will happen tomorrow, that when we're faced with these bad choices again, maybe people yeah. will learn and make better what? choices. Still bad, but better. Yeah. True. Very right. Very right. Yeah, it's a question of choices that you make and uh, what you, I suppose, learn on, a, on in generally humanity has a mixed record of learning from the past. Uh, sometimes humanity has learned some lessons and sometimes humanity and Pakistan included uh, repeats mistakes of the past. So, uh, you know, it's a constant process of learning, struggling, overcoming one's inner limitations and uh, prejudices. So uh, this process will continue. I mean, we have to be prepared for that. And it's also perspective. I really admire that you've always been very positive and kind about where Pakistan is headed. If danger signs we are I can look at a Seal code and just feel like we are going as a country. And maybe you can look at it, and I know you've spoken about it, that it's an anomaly. These things don't happen every single day. So it would be yeah. wrong to ca categorize or characterize Pakistan as this is the Seal code incident defines it. So it's the same incident. But how you look at it and what you do with it, I think, defines you as a person. Uh, absolutely. Like every every other citizen of Pakistan, perhaps except for those religious fanatics who made bizarre qualifying statements, including this character, Maulana Fazlur Rahman. I was appalled by the kind of qualified statement he gave saying, you know, but these, uh, you have to see whether the allegation was uh, accurate and sometimes it's very difficult to prove. Okay, I mean, some kind of nonsense of that kind. I mean, I was repelled. I was so, I was so deeply upset. I have written about it and I think Dawn uh, might publish something that I've written on Mr. Jinnah's uh, birth anniversary where I refer to the Seal Court incident. So in case you want to be confused a little, you can read that article. I think in a couple of days it will appear. But yes, I reiterate that the vast, huge majority of Pakistanis, and particularly both rural and urban, who I at least observe, do are not represented by the mob madness that came across in Sialkot. Yet, I continue to be disturbed that this virus, this virus of bigotry, which has been cultivated and spread by the religious political leadership and the purely religious leadership of this country, and we have allowed it to flourish, has been creeping uh, larger and larger than it has ever received electoral mandate for, except the disturbing results of the local government elections in I mean, does one connect this to the incompetence of party tickets given by PTI or, or God forbid, is it a spillover from what has happened in Kabul? Because is there a synergy between uh, the ideologies of the Taliban and the ideology of JUIF, which is far more assimilated into a constitutional process than is the Taliban. And uh, perhaps a direct comparison may not be wholly accurate. But is this a spillover? And yes, there is one way of saying uh, this is an unavoidable 
spill out or spill over from what has happened in Kabul. And I hope that that is not so. I hope that this is a temporary phase and that the people of Khyber Pakhtunkhwa will recognize the error that they have made in electing this party, not just for the religious part, but also uh, the corrupt aspect. The leadership of this party has been associated with corrupt practices. And the irony of awarding them a victory against a party which at least has been crusading or campaigning against corruption and has done some good work in Khyber Pakhtunkhwa. I'm not a member of PTI. But, sir, I think uh, sitting outside, we can't really judge why people voted, how they voted, unki ground realities kya Corrupt practices to JUIF bhi hai, PTI bhi hai, PMLN bhi hai, PPP bhi hai, institutions pe bhi hai, wo jo corrupt practices hai, wo to entrenched hai, civil bureaucracy, military har idare mein. But, but from all the feedback I got, I was in Peshawar about two weeks ago, and I interacted with people of fair cross-section, especially from academia, as well as youth, as well as uh, senior people, brief visit people. Uh, but also I have uh, members of my, my colleague members from these voluntary organizations we serve together. And uh, there has been discernible, uh, change and improvement in the past four or five years as a result of PTI policies. The health card is the most obvious I, I expression think, of I, I think Jagra has done a brilliant job with the health card. But hum jinse bhi baat kare, I think wo jab vote karenge, they would know better. I know Achso. we only have three minutes left. I do want to talk about the documentary you've just made. Otherwise, I'll give you five more Five more, five more minutes, five more minutes, okay? Yeah, let's with five more minutes because I have to leave for a meeting, but please go ahead. So go I'll just ahead. ask this yeah. one question and then the floor is all yours. When we talk about history, don't you think we're doing a revisionist history in 1971? You've also been talking about the drama, you've also been talking about documentary. I know that one funded hain. I don't know if the documentary is funded by them as well. But agar India mein, Gujarat mein, raw ek documentary banaye, ke nahi Modi to achha admi tha. We would, we would take that with a pinch of salt or, or with just salt. So when we talk oh. about 1971, isn't it better for our future to acknowledge the wrong that we did? Not just in 71, but 47 to 71, rather than trying to present a revisionist history, which may serve the state narrative, but would hurt us in the long run and would hurt our relations with other such um, out margins where ki protests are happening and it's scary and it's scary but Bangladesh repeat ho sakte. Uh, Mr. Riyas, I have been writing on the subject of 1971 in the form of essays uh, for about 20 to 25 years, my published books, my anthologies contain several essays on my precious or unprecious thoughts about 1971. I have written for Bangladeshi journals about 1971 and the past and the future of Pakistan-Bangladesh relations. On the 40th anniversary of the separation of East Pakistan, a Bangladeshi journal invited me to contribute and I contribute. I have recently written columns for the Dhaka Tribune, edited by Zafar Subhan, who is the son of one of the 
basic uh, partners of Sheikh Mujib in drafting the six point Rahman Subhan. So this is not coming from a perspective that is parochially, chauvinistically Pakistani or led by covert elements in the military or the civil. 1971 is a subject of which I have been seized for several years. I have given lectures on this at the Pakistan Institute of International Affairs two years ago. So kindly do not equate this with the conventional view of the liberal and the left segments of our society, which says anything, anything that has anything positive to say about the state of Pakistan or the military has to be sponsored by either ISI or ISPR. I mean, we are capable of arriving at conclusions independent of state influence. And I have a perspective on this. This film is the result of years of thought, and specifically when Evolution Media, headed by a woman who has worked with my daughter, Mehreen Jabbar, for several years, Hiram Shahid approached me because she knew that I am also very concerned that the 50th year is coming up. And I did a survey. I found no film documentary made in Pakistan which attempts a, in what I think is a balanced picture of what happened, why it happened. If you know of such a documentary, do let me know. So I said, since I am also a filmmaker, instead of writing another book, let me attempt a film. Have you seen the film? No, sir. You have said to me about the invitation. No, but it is so simple. You go to a website. People have been accessing the website sitting in America. I'm receiving comments from people in London. They are viewing it. it the website was announced publicly. It is not released commercially, but everyone can access it. It is www.1971untoldstory.com. What does it show? It shows archival material from that period, assembled after tremendous effort and research. It depicts excerpts from interviews that I conducted with six eminent overseas scholars and journalists, ranging from Bill Drummond of the Los Angeles Times, who was bureau chief in Delhi in 1971. He was an eyewitness, all the way to Professor Aisha Jalal, a Pakistani-American, an eminent intellectual. We have Yasmin Sekia, who has written about what happened to the women as a result of the conflict in Bangladesh. We have spoken with Professor Ian Talbot, who is a professor of South Asian history in the University of Southampton. We have spoken with scholars from Pakistan, and we have assembled diverse views. We have identified all the major factors. Uh, we have said where the military made basic mistakes, whether leadership, whether it was Ayub Khan, whether it was General Yahya Khan, whether it was civil leadership of Zedeh Bhutto, whether it was Sheikh Mujib, and most of all, India's covert and then overt role. So kindly see the documentary, before you make this judgment about okay, we are attempting to revisit or revise history. History is, a, is in a process of constant revision. History is the mystery. History is the greatest mystery. 
you read more and more of history, you realize how little one knew of history. So there is no such thing as revisionist history because that implies that whatever has been written previously is like Nozobillah, the word of God, that it can't be revisited. There is no attempt to, you know, to present a parrot-like repetition of someone who might want to say this in the military headquarters or the headquarters of the People's Party. This is an independent uh, approach. Please see it. And if you want to suffer another encounter with me about the uh, documentary, I am willing to inflict some suffering on you by answering your questions about the documentary. is essential to survive life and I'm delighted that you have a, such a good sense of humor. Keep it up and uh, inshallah we will meet in under lightning or in rain as they say. Uh, we will meet soon inshallah. Inshallah. Okay? Thank you so much sir for your time and a lot of my questions were generally with the state. Because you sort of are a cultural ambassador. You don't have to do it personal work. So we Thank you so much sir for your time. And thank you for listening. Take care. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure to be here. Thanks a lot. All the best to you. Thank you.